It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. The current mass extinction on planet Earth is already far more dire than we realized. Not my words. This is a breaking headline statement from the science community covered this week by multiple major science sources. Stay tuned. It gets worse. Here's a bit of scripture to consider with that headline. Quote, that man should have dominion over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. End quote. This is a prophecy that has been hardened into fact that now threatens our near-term survival on planet Earth. So pervasive are human impacts on the planet at this point that it's said we live in a new geological epoch, the Anthropocene Epoch, a.k.a. the Age of Man, at least for the moment, while the criminal cancer of global control continues to tighten its grip over populations. And above it all, weather warfare rages. What will it take to awaken the sleeping masses? We would do well to consider what Henry David Thoreau stated over a century and a half ago. He said this, I was not born to be forced. I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see, Thoreau says, who is the strongest. That statement is from the Thoreau discourse titled, On the Duty of Civil Disobedience. And from the same discourse, Thoreau said this, Law never made men any more just and by means of their respect for it, even the well-disposed are daily made the agents of injustice. Translation, as I've stated so many times on this broadcast, those in power could not do what they are doing without the active or passive support of the majority population. This week, I watched President Joe Biden state the following, quote, The U.S. is leading the free world. I've never been so optimistic about the possibilities of the U.S., end quote. Certainly this statement is total delusion. And it was given to Biden, no doubt, as he can barely compose a sentence on his own. Will the likes of Trump save us all from ourselves? That question doesn't even deserve an answer. Both are puppets in the power structure divide and conquer script. Only we can save ourselves. But we don't have much time. If we continue on the current course, the story will soon end. And please, don't believe me, but do investigate while you still can. As stated moments ago, new from many science sources, the current mass extinction is already far more dire than we realized. ScienceAlert.com is one source that has published this new report. From the report, global rates of extinction are currently tens to thousands of times higher than expected without human interference. We've modified up to 70% of all land, leaving less productive habitats in our wake. Even radical land restoration efforts may therefore fail to end population declines by 2030, the researchers concluded. Yes, this is another stunning example from the so-called science community pretending that they had no idea just how dire our collective situation is, that they had absolutely no idea that extremely near-term planetary omnicide looms over all of us. No mention of the ongoing accelerating global climate engineering assault. No surprise. 
Next, from the so-called scientists that make up the Arctic News Group, climate emergency declaration. And from that report, this. A catastrophe of unimaginable proportions is unfolding. Life is disappearing from Earth, and runaway heating could destroy all life. They continue, at 5 degrees C of heating, most life on Earth will have disappeared. When looking only at near-term human extinction, 3 degrees C would lead to near-term planetary omnicide. For the record, unfiltered frontline temperature data that filters out the data skewed by climate engineering chemical surface cooldowns and engineered winter weather events indicates that we are already past 3.5 degrees C of warming from pre-industrial baselines, which doesn't bode well for the fate of our species or life on Earth. The Arctic News climate scientists, who also adamantly deny the climate engineering reality, then make the following extremely alarming statement, quote, a climate emergency should be declared supporting action, including the institutionalization of climate deniers until rehabilitated under national acts such as the U.S. RICO Act, that's Racketeering Influenced by Corrupt Organizations Act. So to restate, you heard that right. The Arctic News Climate Science Group says if you disagree with them, you should be institutionalized by law until rehabilitated. To be clear for the record, I am in no way disagreeing with this group's consensus that we face an immediate existential threat due to the planet's collapsing climate and life support systems. But here's my revision to their declaration of institutionalizing those who disagree. Climate engineering deniers, including elected officials and climate engineering cover-up actors, like all those so-called scientists that still pretend climate engineering is just a dangerous proposal and not a lethal reality. And this includes the Arctic News Source scientists. All of them should be institutionalized until rehabilitated. Again, starting with the Arctic News so-called scientists that are not only denying the climate engineering reality, they're calling for it to be done immediately as if it hasn't been ongoing for 75 years with already catastrophic results. Here's a previous report from Smithsonian Magazine to consider. Airplane contrails may be creating accidental geoengineering. From that report, dissipating haze from plane exhaust, they say, alters how sunlight reaches the earth and may be unintentionally affecting our climate. Yes, it's just an accident that all those jets are accidentally spraying toxic heavy metals and polymers and surfactants through nozzles, which is then blotting out the sun and ubiquitously contaminating the entire planet and every breath we take. Just an unintended accident. Moving on, now there's this from the bought and paid for government nonprofit status manipulated Sierra Club. Sierra Club says this, can geoengineers learn to work with indigenous communities? Question mark. What an absurd notion that flies in the face of historical reality. For centuries, our so-called government has treated the indigenous with unforgivable contempt. Where would I start to cover all the instances of this? Anyone that doesn't know this or that denies it is living in an alternate reality. Nonprofit so-called environmental organizations like the Sierra Club don't deserve a penny of support unless or until they fully acknowledge 
climate engineering and the planetary devastation it is causing. Write them, tell them so, see what they say, and send them a link to the dimming while you're at it. For our new on-air listeners that are unfamiliar with what that title means, aka The Dimming, that is the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary that conclusively proves climate engineering operations are being conducted all over the world with catastrophic consequences. You can find the link to The Dimming on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We made this film available for free the moment it was done. Our only goal to expose and halt the climate engineering insanity while there's still something left of the planet's life support systems to salvage. Moving on. How does one come to grips with the fact that the human race largely consists of the following? The clinically insane that inevitably end up in positions of control directed by the money printers and far too many in the ranks of populations that have absolutely no clue of the wider horizon, not even a shred of understanding that a tidal wave of near-term planetary omnicide is looming over us all, not just one factor, but converging catastrophes from every imaginable direction. Fluoride, aluminum, programming, iPhones, all have helped the controllers to reduce much of the population's attention span to the level of a goldfish. I'm sorry if that's insulting. But when the planet's imploding around us and people don't care because they think somehow food comes from Walmart and McDonald's so we don't need an environment, something is very, very wrong. Look up. Look at our skies that so often look like something out of an apocalyptic science fiction film. And no, it's not condensation. Mountains of film footage, testing, and data posted at geoengineeringwatch.org prove this fact beyond any reasonable doubt. And for those that refuse to believe the film footage, that refuse to believe what they can see with their own eyes, jet aircraft with nozzles visible turning dispersions on and off, if you can still tell yourself that this is just, quote, condensation, then your eyes, your sense of reason and logic are blind. And as the proverb goes, there are none so blind as those who refuse to see. The vast majority even now continue to nurture the delusion that the realities they have known are going to magically continue indefinitely into the future. There is zero reality in such a conclusion. The party's over, and it's going to get worse fast from here on out. Constant severe weather continues to pound many of the poorest portions of the country and the world. In the U.S., trailer park regions, for example, are hammered by cyclones and destructive hailstorms, but the thousands of oil drilling and pumping platforms in the record-warm Gulf of Mexico seem to always escape the worst weather. Imagine that. I wonder why. Agricultural producing regions around the world, much like the lower-income neighborhoods just mentioned, are being consistently and systematically brutalized by bad weather. Control food supplies. Control populations. Connect the dots. Does the U.S. military document titled, quote, Owning the Weather in 2025 have anything to do with this equation? The U.S. military that, in the document just mentioned, has called weather warfare a, quote, force multiplier, end quote. Yes, that's exactly what weather warfare is, a covert force multiplier with which the manipulators of the matrix can and are bringing populations to their knees without those populations having any idea whatsoever that they are under assault. Matrix media sources blame all the climate chaos on nature and or 
every imaginable form of human activity, except for the single most disruptive and destructive of all, climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. How many have taken the time to watch Matrix media sources like the Weather Channel, the climate engineering cover-up actors whose job it is to cover the tracks of the climate engineers, take the time to tune in and watch the honorless puppets that we are taught and told to believe are, quote, experts, which we are not allowed to question, explaining away climate catastrophes that are directly connected to geoengineering operations as being acts of nature, when, in fact, they are anything but. And to those that may now misquote me as blaming all the damage to the planet and the climate on climate engineering, no. I didn't say that. I've never said that, ever. The human race has trashed the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. Far too many continue to tell themselves that everything's fine except for climate engineering. And that's patently false. Industrialized, militarized society is and always has been an eventual death sentence. Weather warfare is a manifestation of this, throwing more proverbial gas on the fire. Geoengineering, aka weather warfare, operations are completely derailing the planet's remaining life support systems while contaminating the entire planet and every breath we take. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Pressing on, more puzzle pieces on the theme of clinically insane. New from usatoday.com. On Earth Day, scientists tell us what 2050 could be like. Their answers might surprise you. Or not, for those that just want to think happy thoughts without facing reality. Here's from their report. Climate news can seem dire with little hope for a better world. Talk to climate scientists, engineers, and researchers, however, and they see a different future, a positive one, that's well within our reach. Earth Day 2023, they say, instead of imagining the worst, USA Today invites you to envision the best. For the record, there's a big difference between being optimistic and delusional denial of reality. About so-called Earth Day, how many believe that because environmentalists and environmental organizations are so hypocritical in so many ways that things can't really be that bad? True, the state of the planet, humanity, and the web of life isn't that bad. It's actually far worse than that bad. Far worse than any mainstream environmentalist or environmental group is telling you. And of course, it's a given that none of these groups, protecting their 501 nonprofit status, will ever mention climate engineering. Switching gears for a moment, there's a few not-so-fun facts that I don't want to forget to mention on this broadcast. The world has had enough of the U.S. empire. The matrix money printers are doubling down on desperation on every front, including climate engineering to try to protect their hold on power till the brutal, bitter end. Dollar collapse is inevitable, along with economic implosion, which is inseparable from global ecological collapse. It's not coming. It's here and unfolding now, accelerating by the day. There's about 37 countries that are already descending into collapse and chaos. Are other governments better than the U.S. criminal cartel? No. They're just on a smaller scale. Again, to pretend reality isn't what it is isn't going to change it. Courage and unyielding fortitude is what's needed for that.
It takes courage to sort out the truth from the deception and to fully face the truth, no matter how dire that truth is. That is the hallmark of a healthy mind, an unyielding willingness to face the truth, no matter how dire. About sorting out the truth from deception, this week a major social media source circulated the conclusions of an individual that was peddled as an expert that we should trust. This so-called expert did his best to convince us that nothing the human race has done has had any effect on the planet whatsoever, including climate engineering, which this source and its so-called expert guest never even mentioned. And yet, the so-called expert featured on this major social media site stated that most or all life on Earth would be extinguished by 2030. Again, according to the so-called expert, due to cosmological and geological events that are completely beyond our control, and the human race, in spite of its all-out assault on the planet and the entire web of life, will have had nothing whatsoever to do with this now-looming planetary extinction. So says the so-called expert in question, again, in a video just featured on one of the largest social media platforms of all. Question, is it any wonder that so many have concluded social media sources have zero credibility. About all those that are helping the climate engineers to cover their tracks by pushing the patently false narratives that the unfolding and accelerating earth changes are just the result of cosmological and geological events alone that are completely beyond our control and that, they say, have nothing to do with the fact that our species has decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. This entire narrative is total lunacy at face value. Again, this comparison, which I've cited numerous times before, to pretend that the human race's assault on the planet, the total decimation our species has caused, cutting down the forest, paving the planet, putting 100 million barrels of carbon fuels into the air every single day, strip mining the landscape for rare earth minerals to power so-called green energy and green energy transportation, poisoning the seas and the skies with climate engineering at the top of the list, to pretend that none of this has had any impact whatsoever on the planet, and to pretend that it's just an unbelievable coincidence that cosmological factors have occurred in perfect lockstep with man's destruction of the planet, a mathematical and statistical zero-possibility equation, is all comparable to finding a dead body that's been shot, stabbed, run over, beaten, burned, poisoned, and then trying to argue that that dead individual died of natural causes, that none of the other factors had any impact whatsoever. It was just their time to go. As I stated at the start of my last broadcast, it won't take and hasn't taken a rogue asteroid or other cosmological events to push our species and all life on Earth to the precipice of planetary omnicide. We've clearly and inarguably done it to ourselves. This is not disputable, not rationally. Of course, we should expect the Matrix manipulators to push such narratives through so-called experts masquerading as inside information truth-tellers that unfolding planetary extinctions and ecosystems collapses are just part of some grand cosmological or geological process. Don't blame the bankers or populations that so obediently obeyed them. Just blame nature or the cosmos. Where is sanity? In this equation, what's wrong with so many of our species that they would even entertain such verifiably false conclusions that completely ignore the scientifically inarguable cause and effect of what the human race has inflicted to the planet and all life on Earth? Consider the scientific principle known as Occam's razor, which relies on reasonable and logical deductive principles. 
Again, we live in an asylum, and so many sources of information are putting anyone and everyone on the air that has anything to say, however baseless and often completely absurd their claims are, because many sources and sites are desperate for live bodies to fill their airtime, it appears. And that's not an excuse for such sources and sites to put out total disinformation without any credible vetting whatsoever. And there's a statement, I just don't know who to believe, question mark. I could never count how many times I've heard that statement and had it stated to me. Here's my response. Why would you need to believe anyone? Believe your own eyes. Abandon all you thought you knew based on what you heard somewhere from someone. Do some honest and objective investigating. And if you do, you won't need to ask the question I just cited. I just don't know who to believe. Objectively search for puzzle pieces that meet the standard called for in the Occam's Razor principle. Assemble the puzzle pieces and then analyze the image of the wider horizon they form. Back to the ongoing atmospheric onslaught. How bad is our air? And what's it actually doing to us? Every other commercial on Matrix Media is from Big Pharma. Their latest concoctions to hide the symptoms of every imaginable breathing disorder and disease. On that note, next headline, multiple sources. Warning, common synthetic chemicals disrupt key biological processes linked to a diverse array of diseases. SciTech Daily is one of the sources that covered this headline. From the report, exposure to a mixture of chemicals known as PFAS, this has been in my reports often because it's an extremely dire issue, results in changes in biological processes that are linked to a diverse array of diseases. Researchers have discovered that being exposed to a mixture of synthetic chemicals commonly present in the environment affects multiple crucial biological processes in both children and young adults, and certainly adults themselves as well. They continue, these processes include the metabolism of fats and amino acids. The disruption of these biological processes increases the likelihood of various diseases, including developmental disorders, cardiovascular disease, metabolic disease, and cancer. With all that in mind, this reminder, as previously reported on this broadcast, current global precipitation studies have conclusively proven that PFAS, forever chemicals, are now present in every single drop of rain everywhere on the planet. Question, how much longer can we survive in an ever more toxic fishbowl that's also a planetary asylum? On the toxic fishbowl part, new from the New York Times, freight train derails in southwestern Wisconsin. In that report, the train, which carried lithium-ion batteries, derailed near the village of DeSoto, Wisconsin, sending containers into the Mississippi River, but causing, they say, no environmental damage. That's their official statement. No, there never is any environmental damage, is there? Say, so-called official liars. The derailments just keep coming. The mysterious burndowns of food processing facilities just keep coming. Cattle ranches in the middle of nowhere that blow up. Flash floods, flash droughts, flash freezes, flash baseball-sized hailstorms, all devastating agricultural regions all over the world. All just coincidence? You decide. Here's more insanity from DWTV.com. Making air travel eco-friendly with biofuels. What a great idea. Let's use the last of our dwindling food production to fuel the delusion that we can fly jumbo jets with it. 
The same jets that are spewing out tens of millions of tons of atmospheric toxins that are killing the soils and crops below. Total insanity. It's all getting worse by the day, like a malignant cancer that goes exponential just before killing its host, i.e. planet Earth. Or at least all life on it, including us. Let's press on. New from the NewYorker.com. Heat shield for the most important ice on Earth. From that report, engineers might be able to protect Arctic ice by coating it with tiny glass bubbles. Should they try? Question mark. I'm running out of words for the so-called science community that categorically denies climate engineering that any but the clinically blind can see. But, the so-called experts tell us, we can protect Earth's melting ice deposits by coating them with tiny glass bubbles, which must be wonderful for the environment, right? Or, the same experts have suggested we can place reflective tarps over entire land masses like Greenland and Antarctica. Or there is the magic space mirror suggestion, or the Brazil-sized balloons to be put into space to block the sun's incoming thermal energy, or the 10 million wind-powered water pumps that the climate science community has suggested we put in the Arctic to bring cold seabed Arctic waters to the surface. That's a really great idea. Pumping the cold water to the surface with the science community's suggestion of 10 million carbon-fuel-constructed wind-powered water pumps that would then allow warm water to flow to the seabed, which would in turn further the rapid thawing of massive formerly frozen seabed methane hydrate deposits, which then flow to the surface and then migrate into the atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass, trapping immense amounts of heat, and then turning the planet into a true sister to Venus. Yeah, that's a really great idea from the so-called science community. Again, welcome to the planetary asylum. Next similar theme, very, very dire new report this week. Recent rapid ocean warming ahead of El Nino alarms scientists. That particular headline is from BBC, but many sources covered this. From the report, an important new study has just been published with little fanfare. The study highlights a worrying development. Question, why was there no matrix media coverage of this near-term existential threat on mainstream matrix media TV? Because the job of matrix media is to divide and distract populations with every imaginable form of political theater or socially divisive issues and countless other hand-picked dramas that mean nothing against the looming backdrop of extremely near-term planetary omnicide, which certainly includes the extinction of the human race. This month, the report says, global sea surface temperatures hit a new record high It has never warmed this much this quickly. They then say scientists don't fully understand why this has happened. As I've long since stated on this broadcast over many years, we are spiraling into what is scientifically termed a runaway climate collapse scenario. But the so-called experts officially don't understand what's unfolding, or in reality, they're not permitted to admit it, or they don't have the courage to do so. Take your pick. Industrialized, militarized society, combined with man playing God with the weather. The experiment that the controllers committed us all to, starting over 75 years ago. An experiment from which there is no return. An experiment that was always malevolent at its core. 
control the weather, control food supplies, control populations while continuously contaminating them at the same time, degrading their health and mental capacity while slowly but surely thinning the herd. The BBC report continues with this. They worry that combined with other weather events, the world's temperature could reach a concerning new level by the end of next year. We're already at that concerning new level, but at least some of the matrix media is getting closer to the mark. They then say warmer oceans can kill off marine life. No can, no could, no may, no might, is. Marine life is crashing around the globe over 500 dead zones that are expanding by the day. The BBC report then says the rapidly warming seas will lead to more extreme weather and raise sea levels. It's thermal expansion that's on top of ice melt. They are also less efficient, the oceans, at absorbing planet-warming greenhouse gases. The oceans are almost done absorbing the carbon that's being emitted. They're acidifying climate engineering. Another form of climate engineering called ocean fertilization has forced the oceans to absorb excess CO2, and that is now killing the oceans. They did this to try to hide some of it without concern for the ultimate consequences. More from BBC. Over the past 15 years, Earth has accumulated almost as much heat as it did in the previous 45 years, with most of the extra energy going into the oceans. Oceans are absorbing 90% of the heat produced so far. That's about to change, which doesn't bode well for our species or the rest of life on Earth. Final excerpts from this BBC report. In March, sea surface temperatures off the east coast of North America were as much as 13.8 C higher than the 1981 to 2011 average. This is inconceivable. This is 20-something degrees Fahrenheit higher than it should be. They then say this, this is having a real-world consequence. Not only did the overall temperature of the oceans hit new records in some regions, the difference from the long term was enormous. That's an understatement. Oceans are currently warming at the thermal energy equivalent rate of seven Hiroshima-sized bombs per second. I've covered that in this broadcast for a very long time. That is to say that the heat that seven Hiroshima-sized nuclear bombs would release is going into the ocean every single second of every single day. Again, I've repeatedly reported this. And now the so-called science community is beginning to admit it, not because they're committed to telling the truth, but because the severity of what's unfolding can no longer be hidden. Final excerpt from the BBC report. We have doubled the heat in the climate system in the last 15 years alone, end quote. With all that I've just covered in mind, now consider this, which I've also stated on this broadcast many times in the past. A cubic meter of seawater can contain 4,000 times more heat energy than a cubic meter of air. Heat distributing ocean currents are also collapsing. We, all of us, are on the proverbial highway to hell on earth and about the existential threat posed by slowing heat distributing ocean currents. The Climate Change Research Center at the University of New South Wales said that their research team was startled by its own conclusions, stating, quote, it's way faster than we thought these circulations, a.k.a. ocean currents, could slow down, end quote. There you have it, yet again, way worse than we thought. Geoengineeringwatch.org knew and has warned for a decade and a half, but so-called scientists all over the world didn't have a clue. Again, only two possibilities. The so-called experts are either lying or criminally ignorant of the very field of study in which we are told they're experts. We are trained 
and programmed from birth to blindly believe matrix-trained and controlled experts. This must change, or we have no chance. What we face is far worse and more immediate than we have been told and are being told by the so-called experts. Next, from phys.org, devastating melt of Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets found. From that report, the Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets are now losing more than three times as much ice a year as they were 30 years ago, according to a new comprehensive international study. The lead scientist for the National Snow and Ice Data Center stated this, this is a devastating trajectory, end quote. Since 1992, Earth has lost 8.3 trillion tons of ice from the two ice sheets. That's enough to flood the entire United States with 33.6 inches of water. It was assumed by the so-called experts that these vast reservoirs of ice change slowly, but with thorough use of satellite observations and new field observations, they stated, quote, we have come to learn that ice responds rapidly to our changing climate. When it gets hot, ice melts. Do we need a team of experts to tell us that? Same theme. Next, from multiple sources, glacier melt breaks records, sea levels rising. From that report, this excerpt, in 2022, warming oceans caused ice loss like never before seen in recorded human history. Geoengineering operations in the attempt to mask the severity of what's unfolding from populations for as long as possible, especially U.S. populations, is actually further fueling the overall planetary meltdown, not mitigating it. But wait a minute, there's even more ice and bigger ice falling from the sky. Here's a headline from this week. Severe hailstorms sweep through southern U.S., Yes, grapefruit-sized hail in some regions, toxic hail spawned by chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, not nature. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what few want to know. And again, this reminder, climate engineering operations are fueling colliding warm and cold air masses. Colliding warm and cold air masses spawn cyclonic rotations, a.k.a. tornadoes. Connect the dots. Next headline, multiple sources. First heat wave of the year set to bake Sierra Nevada snowpack. The big melt is now here. That's the headline. They say after weeks of uncertainty, it's because they didn't have the correct script yet because the script constantly changes. The script produced by Raytheon and Lockheed Martin who do all the weather modeling for the nation's weathermen because our weathermen aren't capable since they don't know what the weather makers have scheduled. Forecasters say an incoming California heat wave will trigger rapid snow melt on the slopes of the Sierra Nevada mountain range and cause more flooding in portions of the San Joaquin and Owens Valleys this week. The warmth will descend upon some of the state's deepest snowpack ever recorded, they say, with Southern Sierra still measuring 256% of normal for the date. But this question, have we actually been told the truth about the extremely sensationalized California snowpocalypse of 2023? Let's consider this new headline from Mercury News in California. California snowpack data debunked. 2023 was no record year and neither was 1952. From that report, this year wasn't a record at all. It only appeared that way in large part because of the state's shifting definition of, quote, normal snowpack, which critics say obscures the true impact of climate change. That's the end of their excerpt. And of course, what no Matrix media source will ever mention, climate engineering, which is the core cause 
of the massively chemically nucleated frozen material onslaught of the Western U.S. this year. And as I've previously tried to point out, that the toxic precipitation and the toxic runoff from the toxic chemically nucleated frozen material isn't going to bring crops back. It isn't going to rejuvenate forests that are dying faster than ever. It simply continues to kill off what life remains. Keep that in mind. And then after this snowpocalypse in the West, as expected from engineered winter, complete with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding to instant summer, welcome to engineered weather whiplash. From numerous sources, a parallel headline, Western U.S. warmth could break records, raise flooding concerns. From that report, since late January, much of California has had temperatures below historical averages on the majority of days. Again, please look at the map I posted in last, last week's broadcast. Go to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Look at the April 22nd posting of Global Alert News. Scroll down. Look at the map. It's departure from normal global temperatures for the entire month of March. The only blue below normal region in the entire world on average for the entire month of March was part of the North American continent. The rest is red to bright red. Meltdown. So this report continues. Now a new weather pattern is setting in. A strengthening area of high pressure near California and a northward bulge in the jet stream this week will allow warmth to continue to build in the west. Temperatures will challenge records. No, actually unfiltered temperatures are shattering records. And about the high pressure heat dome that is inflicting the instant summer on the west. This is the hallmark of an ionosphere heater utilization. HARP is only one of many. Please search Geoengineering is creating freeze-fry extremes for an in-depth report on exactly what they're doing. High-pressuring the West spins upper-level wind currents clockwise around that high pressure, which spins moisture and cooler air around that back into other parts of the U.S. where they are then manipulating yet another winter weather event like the snow in Denver and snow in a few other states while it's meltdown in the West. So, again... Now that the engineered winter weather mayhem can't be maintained in most of the United States, instant summer heat with scorching UV radiation has slammed parts of the West. The skies of the western U.S. are constantly being sprayed with desiccant particles that absorb so much atmospheric moisture, flash drought conditions on the ground are already beginning to unfold. This has nothing to do with reservoir levels. It's about forest fuel moisture levels. The already rapidly dying forests in the U.S. West are now being dried out. Are the climate engineers setting the stage for more record incinerations? We'll soon enough find out. Search this report title, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Learn what few are willing to face. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 403, April 29th, 2023. This is Dane Wigginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. 
on that subject. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to your spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. Now with, again, almost 1.5 million views on YouTube. The best way to share The Dimming is by circulating a direct link to it from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture is worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. We now have new Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides, the images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption in large red letters, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so that people can find a credible source of data to continue their investigation. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken those that are participating and their families. This includes the military, defense contractors, and others that supply materials. They are all participating in their own demise. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch t-shirt, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet cause a shockwave around the world. We could yet alter the equation. My deepest gratitude to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for input on how you can make your voice heard. Pressing on from AP News and other sources, lack of snow condemns Italy's Po River to a desperate dry summer. Report states Italy's largest river is already as low as it was last summer, with the winter snow fields that normally save it from drying up over the warmer months having receded by 75%. None of this bodes well for what will likely be the hottest year ever recorded in human history. Next, multiple sources why Asia's early heat wave is so alarming. Report says extreme heat is dangerous. Extreme heat when you least expect it is even worse. It's only April. What will the middle of summer be like? Next, also from multiple sources, climate change is making it harder for us to adjust and adapt. From the report, nights are a lot hotter than they used to be. The ability to cool down at night is one of the most important factors to preventing heat illness. But hot nights disrupt sleep and strain the body. For those that have not yet taken notice, nighttime low temperatures are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. It's not only the buildup of greenhouse gases that are trapping the heat. Climate engineering aerosol clouds are doing exactly the same. More from the report. There's also a difference between humid and dry heat. Humidity makes it feel hotter, so areas that are used to coping with drier heat may be ill-adapted for different conditions. Finally, the world is experiencing more weather whiplash, including wild fluctuations in temperature. 
been over that already. That is directly related to climate engineering, chemical ice nucleating operations, high-pressure heat domes, all related to climate engineering. The relationship between weather whiplash and climate change is trickier, this report states, to establish. That's true, especially when none of these matrix media sources has the courage to admit to the climate engineering elephant in the equation. Even more extreme temperature whiplash scenarios are now the norm as the climate engineers chemically cool surface temperatures, as I stated, whenever and wherever there is enough moisture for them to do so. From counterpunch.org, this monster heat hits one-third of world population. Again, what's this summer going to be like? From grist.org, deadly heat threatens lives and livelihoods of one billion people in India. From that report, increasingly severe heat waves will imperil the country's, i.e. India's, development goals and slow economic growth, new research shows. New research suggests India is especially at risk. Why would that be? Why would one particular patch of land be more at risk? Because they don't have a military like the United States. And frankly, I would rather roast than be chemically cooled. That's my opinion. Moving on from France24.com. This new headline, unbearable. Spain swelters in exceptionally high temperatures for April. Last year was already Spain's hottest since record-keeping began. This year is already looking far worse still. The Spanish government has requested emergency funds from the European Union to support farmers and ranchers amid extreme drought conditions in the country's agricultural heartlands. How many times have I been over that? Flash flood, flash drought, flash freeze, hailstorms, all hammering agricultural regions. The world's biggest exporter of olive oil is Spain, also an important producer of fruits and vegetables. Next from skynews.com, world extreme weather events of monster heat waves, snowpacks, and floods, and warnings from what's to come. It's coming, all right, as they continue to ramp up climate engineering on a rapidly dying planet, continuing to use weather as a covert weapon. Next, from Climate Action Australia, the heat will kill you first, life and death on a scorched planet. That is exactly the road we are on. From Cymex.org, climate change may already be pushing parts of the Amazon to their limit. Reports says given the role the Amazon plays as a carbon sink, the researchers say this could be a major threat as the climate continues to change. Let's correct that. The Amazon and boreal forests are no longer carbon sinks. They are carbon sources because of the atmospheric conditions, changed atmospheric chemistry, now contaminated soils and waters. The forests are no longer a net carbon sequestering mechanism. They are a carbon source now. Here's a quick update on U.S. forests. From Bloomberg, U.S. forests are failing to keep up with climate change again. No mention of climate engineering, which is the single most destructive factor at this moment in time relating to forests. From CBS, ghost forests along U.S. coasts are haunting indicator of climate change. Again, for the record, climate engineering is even more to this equation. Please search geoengineering and the dying of the trees, an important report from geoengineeringwatch.org. Next from NPR, climate is changing too quickly for the Sierra Nevadas. The vast majority of Earth's remaining forests are completely collapsing, with few exceptions that are, for the moment, dying at a slower pace. On the few occasions when I have had time to view mountain biking videos with my son, the forests in the background are generally riddled with dying and dead trees. No one in the videos notices. No one seems to care. 
completely oblivious. The skies in many of the same videos are often streaked with toxic climate engineering dispersions, which are now so ubiquitous that to all but the older generations, the sky filth seems natural to them. Just what the controllers and the climate engineers want. A population that's so completely disconnected from their surroundings, from their environment on which their lives completely depend, that they just go about their lives and pursue their personal pleasures with no clue whatsoever that total collapse is looming larger with each passing day. So many factors on so many fronts are already so far past the breaking point, we shouldn't take any day for granted at this point. The predator class will likely soon play much bigger cards still. The crown jewel weapon of the controllers is their ability to control weather and contaminate every breath we take in the process. Next, this. Humans may be extinct in 2026. This is a headline statement from the Arctic Scientist Group, already mentioned earlier in this broadcast, the same ones that not only pretend climate engineering isn't happening, but they are actually calling for it to be deployed as soon as possible. The so-called experts. And there's this from NIH.gov, excerpt from a science study, solar radiation management approaches to managing climate change. How is that managing climate anything by spraying the sky with toxic particles that are destroying the ozone layer, completely disrupting the hydrological cycle, contaminating everything on the planet? That is nothing but self-extermination. They say that these operations will require initial and ongoing addition of aerosols to the atmosphere with increasingly greater additions as emissions of GHGs, that's greenhouse gases, rise, given the risk of sudden and potentially catastrophic warming if aerosol levels are not maintained. Now, they're maintaining them, all right. They're increasing them. The title of this so-called science report from NIH.gov is Assessing the Direct Occupational and Public Health Impacts of Solar Radiation Management with Stratospheric Aerosols. Again, welcome to the asylum. For the record, militarized industrialized society isn't just unsustainable. It's a process of certain near-term self-extermination. From the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, this world military expenditure reaches new record high as European spending surges. Cold War levels of military expenditures return to Central and Western Europe. U.S. spending rises despite high inflation. China and Japan lead continued spending increase in Asia and Oceania. What a great idea. Let's use the, the planet's last remaining resources to build even more weapons of mass destruction so we can further accelerate our self-extermination equation. From theconversation.com, climate isn't a distraction from the military's job of warfighting its front and center. From that report, climate change could make armed conflict more likely by acting as a, quote, threat multiplier. Climate-driven droughts, desertification, changing rainfall patterns, and the loss of arable land could lead to the collapse of governments or fleeing populations. All of these scenarios are directly linked to climate engineering. I am not denying other forms of anthropogenic damage to the planet, but there's no legitimate discussion about climate, anything from any perspective, without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering, aka weather warfare assaults. And when they say could lead to the collapse of governments and fleeing populations, could, may, might, no. Not could, may, might. Has, is, and will continue to. Moving on, here's a final dose of tech and so-called green energy delusion. First, here's a quick footnote that I have to address because... I justly criticize both carbon fuels and so-called green energy. I get numerous angry messages saying, so what's your solution? As if because I don't have a magic solution, because there isn't one, that I don't have the right to justly criticize what's killing us. However unpleasant it is, the truth is what it is. The human race has painted itself into a very dark corner. 
back to the insanity from MSN.com. GE has a wild plan to vacuum air pollution right out of our skies. Here's how the mind-blowing idea would work, the headline says. This headline is delusional and dead at face value. Total fantasy. From Reuters, this, U.S. identifies Gulf of Maine as area for offshore wind development. President Joe Biden's administration on Tuesday of this week had finalized an area of nearly 10 million acres in the Gulf of Maine for potential offshore wind development, a major step toward expanding the industry into northern New England. The announcement was the latest milestone in the government's plan to put wind turbines along every U.S. coastline to help displace fossil fuel for power generation and fight climate change. This is complete insanity. This is just pushing us further into the fire. As I've previously cited for a shocking expose of just how non-renewable, so-called renewable energy is, search and view Planet of the Humans online. Learn what the controllers don't want you to know. And again, I will say again, carbon-based fuels also pushing us all toward near-term planetary omnicide. One more headline, European countries sign declaration to make North Sea wind power hub. All of this is just more doubling down on delusion and near-term self-extermination. Finally, this from the NewYorker.com, the great electrician shortage. They say going green will depend on blue-collar workers. Can we train enough of them before time runs out? Question mark. So, we don't need living forests, living seas, a functional atmosphere and climate system, all of which is now dying or dead and completely contaminated. No, according to the New Yorker, all we need is more electricians to wire up more so-called green energy, which isn't. And below it all are once living soils on which life on Earth completely depends. From multiple sources, how soils change life on Earth. The report states the formation of these soils dramatically changed life on Earth. Soils altered terrestrial landscapes, watercourses, nutrient and mineral cycling, and even the composition of the atmosphere. The role soil played in making Earth habitable highlights the importance of protecting our soils today. Oops, too late. Way too late. Soils are now all but dead. Now in so many regions, just dirt, not fertile living soil. If our soils die, we will die. If our forests die, we will die. If our oceans die, so will we. Given what we collectively face, how are we to weather this unthinkably dark, unfolding storm? Strength, true strength, does not come from physical capacity. It can only come from an indomitable will. That's from Gandhi. And from the stoic Marcus Aurelius, whose writings from so long ago touched my life, at the age of 14... You have the power over your own mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. And from J.R.R. Tolkien, this, courage can be found in unlikely places. We must never abandon our quest for courage. The correct use of our God-given will, the moral use of that will, the honorable use of that will, that is what belongs to each of us, our only true possession that cannot be taken by anyone ever. What could happen? What might yet be possible if each of us, if all of us, chose to make it our absolute priority to exercise our will in accordance with nature, with virtue and honor? What possibilities might there yet be? If we prioritized our efforts and our energies on the most rational priorities, and what would be a more rational primary priority than fighting for life on earth with every fiber of our being, 
Are we too late? Again, the focus must be on the inside, which, if carried out, will manifest in miraculous ways. On the outside, it is inevitable and unstoppable. Please help Geoengineering Watch to expose and halt the single most destructive human activity of all, the most dire and immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm, Global Climate Engineering Operations, a.k.a. Weather Warfare. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details and instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. Fully face the darkening horizon with unyielding resolve. We are not alone in this fight. I would bet my life on it, and indeed, I already have. My deepest gratitude and respect to all those that have joined this all-important battle for all that we hold dear. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from Geoengineering Watch. Dot org.